podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the King and AI podcast. My name's Kelly Cates and you'll be listening to my dad, uh, Kenny Dalglish, on this podcast and getting his thoughts on football issues about Liverpool, but also about other things as well. And the reason the podcast has come about is because of our family's charity, the Marina Dalglish Appeal, which was set up to raise money to help cancer patients and their families. So if you'd like to support that, that would be fantastic. As much as it's about raising awareness, it is also about the financial support, if possible. If you want to donate, you can go to anfieldindex.com slash MDA, or you can go to the Marina Dalglish Appeal website to find out a little bit more about the charity and the work that they do. It's worth having a read about. It's a really great charity and it's something that's very close to all our hearts. Enjoy the show. Hello, I'm Eddie Gibbs and welcome to another episode of the King and AI podcast here on Anfield Index Pro. So on the previous episode of the show, we were uh, talking just after the COVID-19 lockdown had brought football to a standstill. And uh, we had the Dalgleish duo in a spin over how and when football would return. Lots of uh, debate about contracts and finances and uh, what may or may not happen. Well, all that's passed now. And uh, after a whirlwind resumption to the Premier League, uh, seeing Sir Kenny on TV sitting uh, alone in the stands of Goodison and Anfield watching on, we find ourselves crowned Premier League champions. And that galling 30-year wait has come to an end. Uh, with me to discuss this momentous occasion, and I'm sure uh, without too many verbals uh, this time around, is the father and son duo double act. Firstly, recovering for what looked like to be an emotional Thursday evening on both BT Sport and Sky Sports, is Liverpool's legendary former player and manager, Sir Kenny Dalglish. How are you doing, Ed? I'm very well. All the, uh, all the better for having the chance to uh, speak to you about this today. Uh, you were over a bit emotional, shall we say. And I noticed, uh, before we get into that, I did notice that you were wearing that scarf and it brought back memories of that uh, FA Cup final where you were in that big coat. You, you really do have these things about wearing winter clothing in the middle of summer, don't you? Ed, <clears throat> I thought you were going to tell me wear the scarf what game is synonymous with that scarf but you don't know no I don't you'll have to enlighten me I'm not telling you <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also Eddie, what, what you don't know what you don't know is my mum wears a, wear, wear that when he eats so he doesn't get it on his clothes <laughs> I've never spilled a bit of food in my, clo- in my shirt in my life oh, yeah. <laughs> you've never got much in your mouth no, it's always landed. It's always landed on the scarf. <laughs> and also uh, joining us from Miami, as you've no doubt guessed, is the man who, just like myself, has seen Liverpool win the league for the first time since he was a mere lad. Yes, it's the general manager of the Miami FC, and now self-anointed e-commerce aficionado, Mr. Paul Dalglish. How are you, Eddie? Yeah, I'm very well. I'm sure you've had an enjoyable uh, past 48 hours yourself after uh, what we saw unfold on Thursday. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it, it was a weird one because it, I was right in the middle of my work day when when the game was on. So you were uh, you had the game on in the background and trying to deal with some work calls. So it was, you know, it's I, I don't know whether it was an anticlimax just because you've known they were going to win it for so long, but or whether it was because it was during a day. But it's just, you know, I think this team is this team is is so good that they just don't surprise you anymore. You're almost go, yeah, I, I knew they were going to do that. They're just so consistent and so good that 
you enjoy the moments, but you, you also you also expect the moments with this team. It's 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 such an incredible team and 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 um, you know mentality that they have. No, we'll get set in right amongst that. But before we start uh, on our previous show, Kenny uh, had underlined his thanks to all the key workers and in particular those on the front line at the NHS. Then just a few days later from our last show recording, Kenny himself tested positive for coronavirus and uh, was thankfully asymptomatic. Uh, we appreciate not everyone has been fortunate uh, as for Kenny and uh, many have lost loved ones during this global pandemic and they all have the deepest sympathies from all of us here at Anfield Index. Uh, and before we start talking Liverpool, it's important to reiterate what Kelly said at the top of the show there and remind all our listeners that the key objective of this podcast is to raise awareness and help fund with fundraising for the Marina Dalglish Appeal. Thanks to all the listeners that have continued making donations during this rather troubled time for the planet. And whilst we obviously accept the pinch may be uh, making it impossible for some, we still appreciate any donations, however small they, they are to the appeal. It's very easy to do. Just head over to anfieldindex.com forward slash MDA and whatever you can and obviously Kenny before we talk about football we should underpin everything once again by thanking the wonderful people at the NHS you've obviously had the opportunity to see their work much closer than you would have liked uh, during the fight against this awful virus but with the golf courses back open and football back in our lives now is it safe to assume you're fighting fit on the health front? <clears throat> well I'm not fighting fit because the golf courses are back open I'm fighting fit because of the tremendous work that the NHS have done throughout this pandemic so I think everybody is uh, totally appreciative of the work that they've done. And they have been special. It has been very difficult for them. And I just hope when it clears up that there's no aftermath for them to face either, maybe mentally or whatever. But certainly during it, the people I've come in contact with have been uh, exceptional. So we're very lucky. And it's, it's I'm no, <clears throat> going on a... I rant here, but sometimes uh, they're much maligned, aren't they? The NHS gets much maligned, and it's, it's a liberty because I have, even before this, when you have if you have to go to the hospital, they're fantastic in the work that they do, and the time and the effort and the care they have for people. So it's not just because of the pandemic they've been fantastic. I think they've been fantastic. Full stop. Here, here. Uh, so the wait is over. Liverpool are league champions for the 19th time. And so Kenny is no longer the last Liverpool manager to win the title. The 30-year wait is over. It came as Manchester City failed to beat Chelsea on Thursday night. And the first vision many of us had uh, came around 10pm when an emotional Kenny beamed onto our TV screens, firstly on BT Sport, then alongside Messrs Sooners, Redknapp, Thompson and Carragher on Sky Sports. I'll be the first to admit it felt numb for me. I genuinely did not expect it to happen that night. Uh, but Paul, the wait is over. You and I were just 13 years old when this last happened. Uh, how did you feel when that final whistle blew at Stamford Bridge? Yeah, as I said, it, it was. It was. I think with this team, as I said earlier, they're so good that you enjoy it. But it, it, you almost expect it. This wasn't like a Leicester story where where you you didn't expect them to win it. They they, you know, they were absolutely brilliant last year, European champions. Um, you know, we've been. We've been expecting this moment for for months and months now, um, due to the consistency of the team. And 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 as I said, it, it, I heard Steve Nichol on the the TV over here, and he he said he was driving when he went when he when Liverpool won the league, and he said it was 
it was more like you said, he just had the old Liverpool mentality, which was, okay, this is good, but now we've got to win the next trophy. And I think that, I think that's the most encouraging thing for me is the fact that the team seemed to have that mentality. They, they lost in the Champions League finally. They, they came and won it the next year. You know, they, they get pit by, by Man City last year. They win the league the next year. It, it's just such a, it's such a joy to, to be a Liverpool fan at this time with the, the mindset that this team's got. But it's not just this year that they've turned up. Yeah. You know, they've yeah. been, they, they, last year, they finished yeah. one point behind on, what is it, 97 points? And they finished yeah. one behind. I mean, that, that was frightening. And I think the difference between last year and this year was, for me, last year, the result against Man City, when we only get one point from them. I think that, Obviously, in the end, that was painful for us because uh, that that was instrumental in no winning the the league. And if we'd have taken the same number of points off them as the, the three each, we would have won the league. Mm. Also, you've got last year you, you're sitting watching it, and you were, well, it's no wrong to say, but you're, you're hoping Man City are going to lose. Vincent Company last in a 35 yarder against. Leicester to win one 0 at the Etihad in the second last game, and you never well you never wanted them to lose, but you couldn't see them losing Man City. But this year you couldn't see you couldn't see Liverpool losing. I mean the the biggest um, surprise of the season was probably the defeat at Watford. And that's and that's that's a huge compliment to the players. Uh, because, I mean, they, they, they lost that game and they drew twice. And one of them was when they restarted it, 0-0 against Everton. So, I, I think they've been, they've been absolutely brilliant. And the game they played against Crystal Palace, the people said beforehand, oh, lockdown, and if they're playing and it's behind closed doors, it'll be hard to, to motivate yourself and your motivation will all be there. You, maybe the, the Tempo and the pace of the game won't be there. Dear me, they couldn't have done any better. They could not have done any better. The closing down was fantastic. They got it. They played. The tempo was brilliant. They never gave them any any time to settle on anything, and their passing was good. And they ended up with the four goals, and <clears throat> there were some good goals in there as well. And that was for me. That was Manchester City maybe sitting looking at thinking. I can't see them losing. Yeah. And they, they've got cups in their mind, haven't they? And they've got the European Cup second leg to play as well. The Champions League second leg when 2-1 up with Real Madrid. So, I think it might have been a wee bit role reversal this year. Certainly on the pitch it has been. Do you know, just building on that, that on the performance, Dad, um, you... You said that they were magnificent. Do you, do you know? I do you know? I thought when I was watching that some of the games so far behind closed doors have been painful to watch. The Everton game was painful to watch, for, in in my opinion. You could actually sit down and enjoy the game against uh, against Palace. It, you didn't actually. I don't know. I'm watching on TV. You were at the game, but you didn't actually. It didn't actually have too much impact on the the viewing experience. The fact that there was no fans and that that I can't give a bigger compliment to the team than that because the for me football without fans as has been said many times is is nothing and and 
that that team, you know, the the the, the quality and the the level that they played at, uh, it made you forget at times that there wasn't any fans in the stadium. And also, when you when it's get towards the end of the game and he's making some changes, that didn't affect it in any way, shape, or form. No. Young Nico no. Williams came on and he had two really good efforts at goal. Mm-hmm. One of them could quite easily have gone in. And then we have the Elliot's on, uh, Minamosa's on. And, and by the way, I thought it was brilliant to see when Mo Salah went through and Hennessy got his hand to it. I think Mo Salah was trying to play Minamosa in. I think Minamino. he's trying to play a Minamino Min- in for a game. Minamoso? Is that, <laughs> is that not a drink? A mimosa? I, 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 I drink just, mimosa? Put your I'm, teeth back in. I just made, <laughs> I just made a substitution. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he was trying to play him in for a goal. And I thought, that's brilliant. Maybe I, maybe I misread it. Maybe Mo was shooting and the keeper saved it. But no, no, I definitely think you were right. I, I was convinced as well that he was, and I thought that was it's one of these things. You remember back to Burnley, obviously when Mo didn't pass to Mane, and there was all the media storm about it. It just shows you that Mo Salah is not. It, it, it's still a team player, you know what I mean? He was looking to set the new lad up effectively that is uh, is trying to make his way in the game, and I, I thought that epitified teamwork uh, absolutely brilliantly. I don't think there was any great example of what the players are all about and the, the relationship and the respect they have for each other and the respect they have for the fans in the club than the game against Palace because there's no way were they taking a nil-nil in that game. They were always going to go and win that. I think I think I saw somewhere it was the first game since 2008 that the opposition haven't had a touch in 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 the penalty box. Yeah, that's right. It was the first since Opta stats began in 2008. It's not saying it's never happened before, but it's yeah. the first since stats began. That's incredible. Incredible. You know, just the control of the game to, you know, and the concentration levels to 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 put in such a dominant performance. Incredible. Well, I'm not, not being patronising here, but I think I think Crystal Palace did really well to keep it down to four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. No, I'm not. I'm not. Honestly, I'm not trying to be clever. I know. They did unbelievable, and you you look at the quality of the goals that we that we scored. Trent's free kick, Fabinho's hit at goal, the Manny's Manny's goal from a pass for Salah. We made three great goals. Yeah, and the Do first one, uh, fr- Mo from Fabinho, Mo from Fabinho's through ball for the for the uh, yeah. for the second one as well. They were all four good goals. Uh, Jurgen was asked afterwards which of the four, and I mean, he just couldn't pick one because they were all so good in their own way. Yeah, I I, I think that Mo Salah made a big difference. You know, if you look at the difference between the Everton game and and the, the Palace game, just his ability and the timing of his runs to 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 get in behind and 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 get the opposition turned. I think he's, I think, you know, he gets some criticism sometimes for maybe, you know, his, his, his final pass or the finish sometimes. But the the volume of chances that he gets because of his movement um, is, is all to do with his movement. I, I genuinely think he might be one of the best, if not the best, you know, you, uh, without the ball in the world. You know, you've got him, you've got, you know, Vardy's another one that's similar, but I think Mo Salah's, I think Mo Salah's 
movement is probably right up there with the best in the world. But uh, when you talk about the 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 derby game, not being a great mm. game, you got to remember, Ancelotti's got a great record against Liverpool. Yeah, he gets them organised, and he got um, Everton organised, and yeah. also going there. If you look at the pitches, the pitches are immaculate. But mm. There's that much grass on them. Sometimes it's a disadvantage to the teams that like to play quickly because it slows it up. I know they water it and all the rest of it, but sometimes getting back into it, going to the first game, because if, even if you're playing behind closed doors at Melwood, by the way, they'll have the pitch water. The pitch will be quick. Mm. And I thought maybe the pitch was just a little bit slower than what Anfield would, would have been. I thought Goodison was a bit slower, but... I thought that affected the tempo yeah. of the game. But they started the game, both teams started the yeah. game at a good tempo, at a good pace. They were yeah. they were combative enough. It's, I, I didn't think it was such a bad game. I no, think I, I could, just I've seen worse when there's been a full house. Yeah. I just thought I, I just think that the the outlet that, that Salah gives you I think just what you know, he, he with his oh. movement and behind and the time of his runs, you know, for Fabino is 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 playing diagonal balls over the top like the one for his goal then when that happens and the back four drops off then Firmino can drop in and it just creates space between the lines his movement even if he doesn't get the ball just the threat of him running in behind creates space between the lines and that's when Liverpool just tear you apart and it was I just but think it, that you know well how as, important it, Salah is when he doesn't play in my but opinion but as well as move moves movement move is it move is he a cat move as well, eh, you know what I'm watching this game here as well as uh, as well as his movement Paul it's, yeah. it's, it's a movement for the other boys as well yeah they go and they go and give the guys a, a, a decision to make one will go yeah. run up towards them Mo just moves away yeah and they don't know they don't know whether it's a twist the guys that are marking them yeah and that's yeah. why I don't know how Ancelotti does it but he's done it brilliantly over the last two, three years when he's played Liverpool when he was in Napoli. Yeah. I think I think they, they but he certainly can he match can he match the movement. No. The movement's brilliant. The quality of the pass is brilliant. And by the way, they know each other. They know where they're going. They know where they're supposed to go. And it's no regimented. It's just organised and intelligent people playing football. And I think the worrying thing for the rest of the people in the Premier League is how are they going to how are they going to catch them up? Yeah, yeah, everyone's going to improve, but so are Liverpool. And uh, I think yeah. I've got a question for you, Dad. So Graham, after the game, said uh, when he was speaking to Jurgen, he said, "Look, we we played in in great Liverpool teams, um, but we weren't as consistent as your team. Uh, we we had a lot more." Off days than than what this Liverpool team does. How, how do you feel about that? How how do you think it compares to the teams you play? I know I know it's pub talk and you you can't compare teams from different generations. But what do you think the similarities are? And what do you think the differences are? Well, the difference is we're all about seventy years of age now. <laughs> Come on. Uh, the difference? No, there's no difference, Paul. The similarities are they want to win. Yeah. Right? 
And the teams throughout the years at Liverpool, before they went into this barn spell for 30 years about winning the league, but they still picked up other trophies. The people that are there, when you want something, if you weren't interested in winning the next year, you wouldn't get a game. Yeah. If your attitude stunk, you wouldn't be playing. And that's, that's what these boys have got as well. Their attitude is superb. Their application to the games, playing for each other, the camaraderie in the dressing room, which is a hugely important place. How somebody will turn around and say, "Well, what ones? Who's the better team?" I don't know. How how does he work out? I, I, I don't. I'm not really interested in who's the better team because it's it's all hypothetical. It's just what the the similarities are and what the well, the similarities similarities are that they all take a great respect and what they're doing, a respect for the people that play around about them. Respect for the people that come and watch. They know the desire. They've been. They these boys here understand fully what the supporters want and how they how they live and breathe. And I think it's fantastic that they've given them that over the last four five four years that Jurgen's been there. Because yeah. the great thing about Liverpool fans was they all had a story to tell about their trips to cup finals or or winning league championships, and that's been passed on during the generations. And there was a generation in danger of being missing out because there wasn't a great many stories to tell. Now I think they've got that back up and running. Mm-hmm. And I think the football club has, has been run exceptionally well by the owners. They've been hugely supportive and yeah. investing a lot of money, not only in players, but in the infrastructure and the training facilities as well. So yeah. everybody everybody has done the turn. And that was exactly the same as what it was when they were successful. Everybody did their job, and people used to turn around and say, well, well, come on, what's the secret? Well, if there was a secret, they wouldn't tell you, would they? No. Right, so the secret for me was everybody that had a job to do at Anfield did their job well. Whether it's it's, uh, the supporters, the chief executive, the manager, the players, whatever, everybody that's involved were good at their job. And certainly in the, those days when Peter Robinson was there, there was no better administrator in football than what Peter Robinson was. And that yeah. really helped him. So when you get when you get it right at a lot of positions in the club, uh, then I think that's a result to get it yeah. successful. Uh, I, I just think, uh, it, do you know what, Dad? And it, it, it's funny, and, and you talk about the owners, and, and, and I agree. When you when you go to, I was lucky enough to be in and around it when, you know, when back over thirty years ago when when you were there, and I'll be honest with you, Dad. Even though we we've had, you know, a couple of a couple of times where you know, we won European cups, uh, sorry, won the European Cup under Rafa, and I'm a big Rafa fan, as people know. Um, the, I just just going back to the stadium, it seems like it used to seem. I mean, the 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 reason why everybody, kind of from my generation, fell in love with Liverpool be, was because of what it feels like now. And, and when I see when I see the joy in the younger generation that's coming through now, and the 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 songs that they're singing and the culture, I mean, it 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 does remind me and bring back memories of me getting on the train and. 
going and standing on the cop and 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 it being just the the you know the core part of your your daily purpose the football club and and that that importance that pride that you had about being a Liverpool fan it's come back and and, I'm, and it's from the top all the way down you you go if I go to the game with you and I come and, and what they've done is they they've embraced the culture even in the corporate lounges dad where they they've you know everything is everything has been done tastefully the the naming of the tables the the way that the the cup holders are then then you then you look at the way they they they, they remodeled the main stand uh the manager what he says that kind of the shankleisms if you like that the, ah. that he epitomizes it's just everything that it, it it's it's incredible that there seems to be the most the most hurtful thing for me over the years was that we lost the Liverpool way, I think, at times. We we lost what we were. Um, and the the most pleasing thing for me, more so than the trophies, is our football club seems like our football club always was. And I've never, you know, I've always I've always looked and I, we've won things. And I mean, I've never been happier for a manager to win a trophy than I was for Jurgen Klopp for what he's done for the for the for the club. I think you. I think amongst rival managers and coaches, uh, he would be one of the few, right, that they would really respect and somebody who they'd be pleased to see on the league because all he does is go on with his own club. He looks after his own club and doesn't get involved in other clubs' business. Yeah. He let, let them go on with it. He's got enough work to do in his own, uh, his own area with, the, with yeah. your club. And I think also, I think the fans can relate, right? And he's that's what I see. he's passed on since the day he came in the door. He's yeah. passed on as appreciation and support of them rather than them supporting him. And yeah. they've just taken to him a duck to water. He can relate to the club. And for somebody that's come up abroad to settle in yeah. so quickly and understand what the club meant, I think it's great. I mean, he's fantastic at his job, but I think that's a very important part of it. It is. Um, he's. He's just perfect for Liverpool. Like his personality is, is exactly exactly what what Liverpool needs and 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 has missed for 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 many years. And do you know what, Dan? Do you know the do you know what the the strange thing is? It it normally takes you a little bit of time. Um, it normally takes you a little bit of time to to kind of embrace the culture or to to uh, to to understand the culture. If you know we've we've had people that have said things before when they've been at Liverpool Football Club, but you didn't really believe what they said, and and I think that for me with Jurgen Klopp, it's so natural, Dad. It was in his first press conference, the first press conference he ever. I remember calling you after it. And I go, oh my god, like I was blown away by the first press conference. I was like, this is this is how a Liverpool manager. This is this is what I know about Liverpool. This is this is. And and I, I, it's from day one, Dad. And and even even when the results at the beginning, they were okay. We never blew anybody out the water at the beginning. But you believed in him. You you genuinely believed in in the manager. And I think that that that's the most pleasing thing for me is is the it's real. Um, and 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 you know I think that was epitomised. And you saw exactly what he was when the goal goes in against Everton and he runs on the pitch. And starts hugging Allison. That that wasn't because it, if that was another manager, he would have got 
he would have got absolutely lambasted for running on the pitch and it's disrespectful and the, but it the way he does it it's just it's just pure joy and emotion and he does things and it doesn't seem to to everything he does um he does it naturally uh and i think that 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 comes through and i think that's why other other teams that as you said and other managers have respect for him um because even no matter what he does he he's, he's just very very genuine and real and his first and press conference in his first could, press conference he says he's a normal one yeah and yeah. that <laughs> i mean other people have walked in and said things that the people can't relate to. But yeah. who people can relate to that? They didn't yeah. want them coming in and saying, I'm going to do this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. But the, as soon as he says, I'm the normal one, I think that was him. He'd endeared himself to the punter. And you could see how magnanimous he was, Kenny. He was on the TV show, obviously, with you on Sky Sports on Thursday night. And the first thing, almost the first thing he said when you guys were congratulating him on the success was, this is as much for Kenny Dalgleish, for Steven Gerrard, for all the supporters, as much for him as it was the current players. And in finally bringing an end to this drought. And I mean, that that just shows that he's thinking so much about everyone else at the same time as this moment of great success uh, for for himself and his team. He's, he's mentioning you, he's mentioning Stevie. He's, he's so aligned and in tune with the with the club's past it's it's just such a, a credit to have a man like this uh, in charge of, in charge of our football club it's the same he never gave Stephen and I a game do you know what though Dan do you know just following on from that do, do you know what that is though is because you you've had you've had people in the past and it's easier for me to say Dan than for you but you've had people in the past that didn't want the old players around the team um, because maybe they didn't have the confidence in themselves to to uh, to, to allow the, the ex players around the team. Jurgen Klopp is the most open man, and the, and he's got so much confidence in himself that he wants to genuinely share the success with with people of the past. He. he, he he wasn't scared of the history of Liverpool Football Club. He, he embraced it, um, you know. And he, he said in the interviews, you know, yes, the 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 history, the history of the past that that um, that inspires us. But we also had to write our own history, and he's done that. He's done that, and and that, that that's the other part. Is you know the, the history is the history, but the history is important to Liverpool as a football club. And to have a manager yeah, but- in charge that isn't scared of the history. And embraces the history, but writes new history. I mean, what more can you ask for? Well, he wouldn't have been there if it hadn't been for the history of the club. Yeah. So unless you unless you buy into the history, there's no point in turning up. But when you're yeah. there, it's not about you. And yeah. he he totally embraces that. It's not about him. He knows it's not about him. It's about everybody. Yeah. And he feels for everybody. And <clears throat> I've seen it before. It at some of the the get-togethers they have, the, the yeah. staff from Melwood, everybody's there. Yeah. The girl that answers the phone, and they're all there because they're all important, the people at work. Yeah. They're all important, you, and they should be made to feel important. And the only problem they have is if they get carried away by their own important. But they won't do that because he doesn't get carried away by his own important. Yeah, he sets the example. 
Well, yeah. you, you could have done with the phone answer, couldn't you, when you were when you're on the telly after the game? That was my computer. <laughs> it was in my phone. Well, the computer answer then. But you know, you know, going back oh, to the I was lucky. One. I was lucky. I switched it on. By the way, <laughs> I was struggling to get it to work. But you know, you know the normal one. I mean, you, you know, we like he, you see him, and there was a, a thing on social media where you saw him in loads of different pictures of him having a beer, and you know, you see him dancing with the players. There is, you know, even after the we we lost the. Uh, the Champions League final, you see him drinking with the fan. It, he, he just has a way of of connecting with with the Liverpool fans, and and as you said, the normal one is right. And I do think that I think the thing about Liverpool dad grow, growing up in and around it is that people know when you're not genuine, you know, and they they all they they can they can smell they can smell it, and the fact that he's so genuine, even if he has a, a pint. You know, he, he he doesn't try and hide it. He doesn't try and say, "I don't have a point." When when he, you know, when he swears on TV, he doesn't try and put. He just go. He, he's just himself. And I think that when you're so comfortable in your own skin, uh, and you, and you set such an example. I mean, it, I know you're saying he knows it's not. He knows it's it's not it's not about him. Uh, but I do think he is the most important part of it. Oh, by the way, if he was near there. There's an awful lot of the others wouldn't have been there, and there's yeah. certainly, there's certainly two or three trophies wouldn't have been there either. Yeah. So he, he has been, he has been hugely influential in what's yeah. happened. But what I'm saying, he does a job the way he knows best, yeah. and if that's successful, then he's more than happy with it. But he's also more than happy to share it with other people. Yeah. And yeah. he's 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 not doing it for 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 himself and for the kudos, he's doing it because, like everybody else, you're much happier when you're winning than what you are when you're losing. Yeah, I agree. Do you know the biggest compliment I can give him, Dad? And then we can we can move on from from this. But the mo- the biggest compliment I can give him is, for years, you know, I was a Liverpool fan as a kid, and then you become a professional footballer. You get into coaching, you do whatever, and. And I, I'll be honest, there was there was a big number of years that I watched Liverpool from an analytical perspective. You know, it wasn't really, I didn't have that kind of, that passion and energy that I had, you know, inside me when I was, you know, a teenager uh, about Liverpool. But I've got it back and he's given me that back and he, and he makes me feel like a fan again. Do you know, when I went to the game against Crystal Palace, Obviously, you never walk alone. Come on, at the start of the game, and you know what? It was quite emotive to hear it being sung with no fans in. Yeah, it was a strange yeah. atmosphere. But yeah. I'll tell you, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it wouldn't have made any difference anyway. When you're on the pitch, you're still going to give you a lot. And obviously, I don't know whether it helped her. The, the players that played that night, but sitting sitting listening to it, I thought, Jesus, this is this is quite moving. This nobody yeah. in the ground and they're singing. You, it was yeah. brilliant, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And were well, you miming or singing? Was I miming? Aye, I I was out of tune, but. Do <laughs> 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 
Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to come back to. Uh, I want to come back to obviously the, some of the coverage that we've seen uh, from the fallout. And Paul, you mentioned there some of the uh, the former players, and obviously Sky did their best to have as as many as they could on on uh, at 10 p.m. on a Thursday night when no one really knew what was going to happen. Obviously, we saw Jamie Redknapp, the last player uh, Kenny signed. He was blaming himself for the 30 years as if it was some sort of curse from the moment he signed. <laughs> uh, we had Phil Thompson, whose passion personified, and it was great to see. Uh, two of his lads come onto the screen. Uh, neither, I'm guessing, uh, are older than 30 by the looks of them. So none of them would have seen uh, their dad's team win the, uh, win the league before. There was Jamie uh, Carragher. He was doing his best to make sure Jordan Henderson would celebrate the night in style. And of course, it was Graham Souness as well. And, and that was a big one for me. For someone uh, with a reputation for taking no prisoners, I, I don't think we've seen... I think during this pandemic, we've seen a side of Graham with all the shows that he's been doing on Sky that have have showed a side of him that perhaps people aren't so familiar with. And uh, having been fortunate myself to spend uh, a lot of time with Graham in the past, uh, these broadcasts have shown his true joy at any success that Liverpool achieved. Now, he's your great pal, Kenny, and I think we can see the pure joy this success has meant to Graham. I've never noticed. I've never noticed him being anything else other than happy than Liverpool have won. You know, he's, he's, he's got to be analytical when he's on the telly. He's, he's there to do a job, but Liverpool still means an awful, awful lot to, to Graham Souness. He came there. He don't, he don't come to Liverpool and say, what was he there for eight years or something? He, and he signed in January 78 when we get beat by Chelsea in the cup. He signed just after that and he left in 84. Well, that was good. Six years. Um, and he picked up a few trophies as captain. Uh, so I think um, I think Graham's always had an appreciation and, and a support for this club. I don't think there's any problem about that. And I don't yeah. think, I don't know if you'll find any of the boys that are on the, um, on the, the television doing their punditry. I don't think you find them anything other than having a great desire to get to get Liverpool in winning ways. There's, I don't I think, think there was a, there was a real they don't take, a, they don't take any pride I, or any pride any no, I, any um, any smart feeling where if Liverpool have, have lost or are struggling. I, I I will tell you what I think Eddie Dad and, and you can tell me if you agree. I, I think you can see how much. Uh, the club means to Graham how much he loves the club and how much also how much pain he feels for some of the things that have happened um, uh, the events that's happened with him and Liverpool in, um, you know after after his playing days were over uh, in terms of you know the interview which he, he I mean you can genuinely see when when he talks about it how how sorry he is you know and, and, and nobody's nobody's perfect everyone everyone makes mistakes and it, it, it he genuinely, you know, it, I think that still pains him. And that comes through when he talks about it. But the one thing that you, you can't deny is his absolute love and passion for, for the club and also his empathy to go, do you know what? I, I was wrong there and I'm sorry. Um, and, and I think it just shows the, the you know, the what type of man he is. And I know, Dad, it was your roommate and, one of your best pals, but you can you can tell how genuine he is, Dad, and how loyal he is, uh, and and how how genuinely sorry he is for for some of the things that have happened. But the one thing you can't deny is how much he loves the club. He, 
you don't be, you wouldn't have been captain of the, of the team. I mean, his, what was his last game? Champions League final, winning. Yeah. He went to Sampdoria. Um, yeah, I think I, I just think he was amazing on the on the TV coverage. I really yeah. do. I, I just saw yeah. that relief, that relief that poured out of him on seeing yeah. this this barren this barren way end. Yeah. He, he was absolutely brilliant. Everything he said, every reaction. I think he just absolutely made that show. He was absolutely phenomenal. But, you know, it's in his heart. Yeah, you know, it's in his heart. He, he's got a great feeling for the, for the club. Um, yeah. Loved the success he had there. Went on, he, mar- he captained and managed it. Um, yeah. And but it's, it's in his heart. It's, the club's there. It's, it doesn't lead. It doesn't lead. That's the great thing about the, the football club. The players that have been there, there's very few of them. I mean, you can't say 100%, but there's very few who don't love what they've experienced at Liverpool Football Club. Very few. I think it's, I think it's, you know, it, it, going back to the Jurgen Klopp conversation about somebody being genuine. If, if you go to the, you know, the, the iconic players, it's because when they speak, they don't say things for other people. They, they say things because they believe it and they speak, they speak for the football club when they speak. If you look at Graham, uh, yourself, we mentioned Jurgen, but a Jamie Carragher, a Steven Gerrard, pe- people like that, they speak. That no matter what they say, they 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 talk with love for the football club, and they talk. They don't say things for effect. They say things because they genuinely mean them. And oh. I think that Graham Graham, that's certainly what I've seen him do over over the lockdown and in, in, in the media that I've managed to get over here. Well, it's simplicity. The way that the 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 times that we played, or the time that we played, the success we had, and it was simplicity. That was what it was based on. It was simplicity for us, and it wasn't complicated. Maybe a wee bit more detailed now than what it was then. We were made, given the, um, a role where we had to make a lot of our own decisions, whereas now there's probably a bit more decisions made for them, but they're still going to execute them. So yeah. for us, it was, it was, Quite simple for us going out in the pitch. We weren't confused with big words or uh, confused tactics or just simplicity. And they trusted yeah. us to go out and play and win and get the games. And I think that's that's the way Graham comes across on the telly when he, when he's yeah. talking about the matches or the games. He can't. He, he doesn't. He doesn't complicate it. And if mm-hmm. you if you go and complicate somebody, they're not going to be performing at such a high level. Well, that's it. That's it. It's it's about um, you know the, the game has changed. It has become a not not changed, but the the everything around the game has changed. With I think it, when you played that, as you said, it was more of a players' game. Now the there is there is more of a tactical coaching um, side to the game now. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't want to get into that debate. But it you're right what you're saying. It it, it has. It has it has uh, it has become a little bit more detailed than than what it was. Ah, but it doesn't mean to say it's, it's better. It doesn't mean to say it's worse. It was just the way that that people have gone about their uh, 
in their time yeah. when they played. Yeah. And I think if you've been a successful player, I don't care what area you're playing in, you'd still be successful because you'd yeah. have all the benefits or whatever. Yeah. And I, I think, I don't know about nowadays, I mean, it's, I don't know if many of the lads that are playing at the top level now will go into punditry. I mean, I don't know if you have your Graham Soonest man, uh, captain and manager of Liverpool, right, picking up various trophies. Roy Keane in there. Jamie, you know the boys that are the boys that are doing the punditry. By the way, they've all been successful. The big ones yeah. that have been successful, I can't see that happening. For players that are playing now that have the same success as maybe those two had. Because Roy Keane's pretty straightforward. Yeah, Real, Real's on the telly as well, isn't he? Ah, Real's on. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's yeah. Got Can he make sure to get a little? Kenny made sure to get a little, a little, a little pop at Rio the other night on BT yeah. Sport. It's quite. Well, good. Gary Neville as well. To be fair, I mean it's, it's Gary it's, Neville, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you've got you've got people. Gary, that have been there, there's people that have played yeah. played at the top level, yeah. and they simplify it. And on that note, obviously we're talking about we're talking about some Man United, uh, some Man United players there. Uh, you also mentioned Kenny in the media that uh, Sir Alex Ferguson had been in touch uh, to convey his congratulations to the club. Uh, a classy touch from your old sparring partner there. Yeah, but what they've got to understand, Eddie, that's that's gone on since since Dort. since I've been involved in football. That's happened. Yeah, somebody wins the league right away or the cup. You send over a letter, congratulations, right? Well deserved, all the best. It may hurt you. But by the way, I'd rather be hurt by congratulating somebody, right? Than feel stupid, no congratulating them. Because yeah. you're all in the same game. It's a competition. It's no his fault he's better than you, is it? Yeah. And that, so Ferguson, it would be reciprocated. And even after the game, Man City people being on congratulations, right? It's, it's, you 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 do it when when they've done it and they do it when you do it. Yeah, it's just it's just it's just manners. It's just respect. It's yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I don't but, I don't I don't understand what the big thing is. There's a great rivalry between Liverpool and Manchester United, but there's great respect as well between the people who run the football club. Yeah. He's been brilliant at that, Dad. Not not just to Liverpool. Fergie does that to, Fergie to everybody. Fergie to everybody. Yeah, yeah, and it's something that it's. Uh, I, I think it's. Uh, I think it's uh, a classy thing to do, uh, and it's something that you know. That's why Manchester United. That's why he was at that club for so many years. And you can you can say what you want about the rivalry and and uh, between him and Liverpool. He only did when he was at Manchester United. What you would expect the manager of Manchester United do to defend the football club, but he still had the reason he was there for so long is because of the the you know gestures like that and and it's something that it's something like that you would have done as well, Dad. When you were when you would have fought tooth and nail for for Liverpool Football Club and defended them publicly in the press, the players, the the staff, even to your own detriment at times. But privately, you would send a congratulations message to to anybody that won the league. Well, that's or what I'm saying. Talking. That's what. Yeah. Well, that was just the way of the world, and it yeah. was a good way. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with it. It yeah. doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you strong. It's just polite and the proper thing to do. And if you can't, if there's a manager there that doesn't represent his football club, yeah. it's not worth a carrot. 
Yeah. So you, like, the managers yeah. are up there standing, defending, and when they're defending the club, they might know that it's not exactly what they want either, but they're not going to admit it. They're going to defend it as best they possibly can. Let me link it back to speaking about Jurgen. It comes down to confidence and not and not and and you know having the the belief in yourself and the the confidence in yourself to do what you think is right in in your position. And that's exactly what Jurgen does. It's exactly what Fergie does. It's what you would have done. And that's why, in my opinion, you know you can talk about all the other attributes, but that personality trait of having belief in yourself and and uh, is is um, is why is why the greats are the greats, and why some of the others aren't. Well, there's two: it's confidence and it's competence as well. Yeah, yeah. Now Kenny's got a tea time, so we don't want to keep him too long. Sure. And, uh, we know how much he loves his golf, so it's. Uh, I just want to close off on one more point, and that's what happens next. Really, not not into next season and stuff, but Paul do. do do we use this games now? The, the league's in the bag. It's done and dusted. Liverpool have obviously got to go to the Etihad next next Thursday night, which will still be a great occasion, I'm sure, even behind closed doors. But do you think for Jurgen Klopp, does, does pre-season effectively start now? The planning for next season, more rotation in the play-in 11, perhaps more substitutes with all these extra subs that uh, Jurgen can now use it? Or will the focus be fully on breaking this uh, Manchester City points record? Um. I think it'll probably be a little bit of a balance. I think it would be, you know, I, I think that, I think that, um, I think that there'll be that both. I think Liverpool will just because they they give some some players some minutes at the end of games, or they they, uh, you know, they they rotate. I don't think that I don't think that that is is uh, means that they're not trying to to get that points total. Um, I think that it's well within the reach to get the points total. Um, and, and with the amount of games every three days, or however long there is between the games, even if we were having to play to the very last game of the, the season, we would have had to rotate the starting 11 and, and use the five subs to keep people uh, fresh and, and, and prevent injuries. So I, I think that he'll do both. I think that he'll, he'll be looking to next season, but he'll also be... Um, he'll also be trying to, to to hit that points total because I, I just don't think this Liverpool team, no, no matter who's on the pitch, as my dad said earlier, even when the young players came on at the end, the level stayed the same, the enthusiasm stayed the same. I think because this team only knows how to play one way every day in training, they only know how to play games one day, and that's the consistency of of, of the, the team. So I think I think both, Eddie. To your point, I think that they'll they'll do both. They'll they'll look to next season, but this team will continue trying to win, and and I think they can get there. I think I think he would have started preparing for next year before the before the coronavirus set in and scuppered everybody's planning. So I think they know. I think they know where they want to go, who they want to go after, if they if they're going to go after anybody. And I think, as Paul says, they'll use the rest of the fixtures. They'll want to win them, uh, but they'll use it uh, for the benefit of the football club. And that might be giving some of the younger boys uh, a run in the, in, the, in the matches at some time, certainly giving them clock up their minutes, let them see how, how it is, let them see how far away they are, maybe to getting a, a starting spot in the team. But I think, I think he'll use it to his best advantage, and that's... Yeah. Or his best needs, and I think he's in, he can do the whole lot. He can he's entitled yeah. to do that. 
and even someone with a slight niggle dad, like in the Everton game, oh. uh, Robbo and, and, and Salah, uh, Moo Salah, as you called him, not Mo Salah. Uh, if, if there's any risk whatsoever, they won't play, you know, so he can, he can protect players a little bit more than, than what he would if, if they were going for a Champions League spot or, or trying to win the league. So he has the ability now to, to, to I, make, I to think make he's done, decisions to protect the he's, players. He's done the most important thing, and that's to win. That was yep. to win the chat, the Premier League. Yeah, and I think if he gets the the record number of points, it'd be fantastic and really well deserved. But it's not going to affect the position that the club's in at the moment if he doesn't get it. Yeah, there's nothing else to play for. But you, I tell you, you can guarantee they'll be going out to give every bit of commitment they can to getting the result. That's guaranteed. Yeah. Right, you've got a tea time. Stop talking. Ever? <laughs> it does. We don't want him to be late. Could you imagine if he shows up late? Uh, well, we'll draw a close to this episode of The King in AI. And as ever, please do give us your feedback. The best way is on our free Discord community. All Liverpool fans are invited to sign up at anfieldindex.com forward slash Discord, which is D-I-S-C-O-R-D. Alternatively, do tag us into your feedback on Twitter. We are respectively at Kenneth Dalgleish or at Dalgleish Paul or at Eddie Gibbs. All being well, The King in AI will be returning for our next episode at some point in july when attention will most likely be on what happens next and uh, who knows maybe we'll be able to talk about that celebratory party somewhere down the line which uh kenny was tweeting about yesterday so just eddie eddie no 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 no. i can't believe you've done this you never mentioned his t-shirts you never mentioned his t-shirts oh no we've got them that's that's there that's there Uh, that that was the next thing that was in your that's in your outro pool I had to let you say something I can't else. I believe you never mentioned his t-shirts. Oh no, they he's, were there. They're they're in the next part. Let's do. He's it. wearing them every day underneath his clothes. He sleeps <laughs> in them at night. I'm sure some pictures will be able to emerge soon. So, Paul Ken Ken with two n's seven dot com. What's that all about? Well, yeah, no, listen, I'll let he's people. Dyslexic, Eddie. Yeah, can yeah, he yeah, spell? Tell us, Paul, what's, what, what's available at ke7n7.com? Yeah, it was very nice. The, uh, the, just some, see, the grandkids were always, they, they didn't believe that their, uh, they didn't believe that the dad played. Uh, sorry, the granddad played. So we had to, we had to, uh, to get some t-shirts to show that the granddad might have actually played one day. So the, the, the grandkids, ours haven't arrived yet, actually, dad, for, for, for my two, but, uh, Lindsay's kids have—they've already arrived, and and uh, it's nice to see the grandkids running around in in, uh, in t-shirts and feeling proud of the granddad. They've not got a clue. They're Who? just wearing the t-shirt because the master put that on. <laughs> 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 That'll keep the duck off you. Yeah, that's it. That, yeah. That, well, I'm sure some. Right, yeah. I'm sure some photos will start to emerge in good time of some of this parallel on yeah. uh, on members of the Dalgleish clan. And as a reminder, if anyone wants any other merchandise uh, regarding Liverpool winning the Champions, uh, winning the Premier League, the uh, Champions badges are on sale at Anfield Index uh, Shop. That's the address for them if anyone's interested in them. So a huge thank you uh, to the fabulous Paul Dalgleish, who we're not going to speak any more about his uh, his entrepreneurial endeavours as he's uh, as he's just given them us, us them. So thank you, Paul. Thanks, Eddie.
<laughs> and as a reminder, uh, once again, as we're closing out, if you enjoy listening to the show as much as we enjoy recording it for you, then all we ask is that one thing. Please head on over to anfieldindex.com forward slash MDA and do whatever you can to help the Marina Dalglish appeal. So for his wisdom and insight, thanks once again to no longer the last manager to win the league with Liverpool. It's the one and only Sir Kenny Dalglish. Thank you very much, Edward. And uh, thanks for listening, everyone. And as ever, we'll uh, let the let things play out in the capable hands of Kelly Cates. Goodbye from us. Thanks very much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. There is one more thing that you could do, but it doesn't really require any effort. If you use Amazon, if you go to smile.amazon.co.uk, there's an option to select a charity. If you select the Marina Dalglish appeal, then every time you make a purchase at Amazon, they will make a donation to the charity. All you have to do is use smile.amazon.co.uk as your website to buy things from Amazon. It should, in theory, be quite straightforward. Thanks very much again. Podcast Network.